Hello and welcome to episode 9 of The Spare Minute, the unedited, raw, stream-of-consciousness podcast that I record in the spare minutes of my life. The other day, my son and I were walking down the street, and I decided to go to one of two of our local free little libraries. Uh, and if you're not familiar with what a free little library is, it's a tiny little box that you can buy and put in the edge of your property and sort of register with the uh, free little library organization or whatever it is and you can donate and take books out of it it's really cool so as rummaging through i found a few kids books to bring home for the kids uh, and i found a couple books i wanted to read uh well one of them was a wrinkle in time it's not necessarily one i want to read but i felt like i should grab it and another one uh intrigued me and it was called the world as i found it by the author bruce duffy and it's a very thick novel and I, I i was intrigued i almost put it back because i didn't think i was going to read it and surprise i haven't actually even touched it yet um but it's essentially an interesting um novel about various philosophers and one in particular stood out to me, Ludwig Wittgenstein. I had not heard of Ludwig Wittgenstein before, so I looked him up. And he was a, um, you know, he was a philosopher about on on the subject of language. He studied at Cam he studied engineering at Cambridge. Uh, if you want to look, if you want to know more about him, and uh, pardon the background noises, but if you want to know more about Ludwig Wittgenstein, I highly recommend you watch the. A six-ish minute or so video on the YouTube channel, The School of Life, and just look up Ludwig Wittgenstein. Heck, even if you look it up on YouTube, it'll be probably one of the first videos, The School of Life. Just watch that video real briefly. It'll give you a good idea of who, who he is. Um, and I won't go into too much detail about about him right now. Um, and his concern was how do... His question that he wanted to answer, uh, his philosophical question was... How do people communicate with each other? Like, how do we understand each other when we communicate? Um, and he sort of had two theories that spanned two different books. Um, and and it was only sort of later that he had uh, uh, the second half of this sort of his thoughts on, on language. Uh, his first, and he also wanted to explore why people misunderstand each other when they communicate with each other. So sort of twofold. How do we understand each other? How do we misunderstand each other? So his underlying foundation for this was that when we speak words to each other, it becomes translated into pictures in other people's heads. And so essentially we have words that are linked to pictures. So like the palm tree was down by the beach. In your head, you have, an, you have a picture of what a palm tree looks like, and you have a picture of you know what a beach looks like. Um, and so it's sort of an agreed upon thing. And so where, where communication breaks down, where, where we can sort of begin to misunderstand each other, is if we don't have the, the same pictures in each other's heads when we say certain words. I mean, this happens all the time. It's it's a lot of the times why when you're having a debate with someone, you might be debating over a particular word, 
And it could take you a very long time to understand perhaps where the misunderstanding is or where the disconnect is. And then that's why some people in the middle of debates will be like, well, slow down here. What's your definition of this word? Or let's agree upon a definition of terms and, and such as that. You want to try to set the baseline of understanding so that you're, you're saying the same thing. You're communicating with each other in the same way. So that was his first sort of theory of, of language is that when we speak to each other, uh, we create pictures in each other's heads. And the other uh, aspect of that is <clears throat> reading meaning into uh, people's words. So um, sometimes we can say things that we don't even really know like what we're saying, and they almost have no meaning at all because we don't even really understand what we're saying. And so that's where meaning can become lost on other people. The other um, end of that is that someone can read too much into what we say. So they could either read too little or too much into what we say. And they can interpret it in a different way because they have misinterpreted what we're saying. But the other, the secondary level to this that he developed later on was sort of the intentionality behind what you say. So it's not just a matter of getting the wrong pictures or mixed pictures or reading too much into it. it it's also this nuanced level of there's also this nuanced level of intention behind what you're saying. What kind of game are you playing is sort of what he said. Because he described language as not just pictures, but language is a tool for communicating intention. So if, if we don't understand someone's intention behind what they're saying, we could easily misunderstand them. So I guess I found it somewhat serendipitous that I found this book in the Freelo Library because this is a subject that had been running through my head a lot frequently. It's, it's one that is, I find, to be a profound mystery. How do we even begin to understand each other? Um, the words that we use with each other have developed over time. People have created the words that we use in the language. Language evolves and, and develops and words and meaning changes. Which is fascinating because there are people in this world that could hear me speaking and they don't understand me because they don't speak my language. Um, and it could take a long time to understand the language I'm speaking. And I, I want to learn another language someday. But that would take a lot of time and energy and focus. And it's hard. So, so yeah, that's kind of the, the subject that's, I guess, been running around in my head is, in, is communication, meaning. Uh, and... Perhaps it, it's prominent in my mind because I'm watching my children develop understanding of the world and language. And I find it so fascinating to see how quickly they can link pictures with words or meaning with words. It's, it's, it's very interesting. You could tell them a word, they'll use it, and then you can try to explain to them what the meaning is. And you're forming their understanding of those words. And... I don't really understand how that works. Um, and it makes me wonder, like, if, if language is our means of understanding ourselves or understanding the world around us, 
how much of our understanding is constrained by the language we use? Is there understanding beyond language? And if my understanding of my own identity and my ability to describe it with the limitations of my language, if my own understanding is limited by my capability of, well, hmm, let me put it a different way. My kids are waking up first off, and so I'm going to have to wrap this up probably a little sooner than I thought, but how much of my own understanding of myself is limited or constrained by my vocabulary or by how many words I know or by my very language itself? And if that's the case, is my identity and my understanding of reality shaped inevitably by the evolution of my language, by the people who have created language before me. I would say there's no way to get around that. You know, your understanding is constrained by your ability to express language. But then the question still remains, are there things... that are beyond language that you understand that there are no words for. And <laughs> I think the answer to that question is another yes. So in some respects, understanding yourself is difficult because you have restraints of language you have and so if I were to learn another language would I understand myself in a different way would I be able to describe myself in a different way would I have a deeper understanding of, of who I am as a person because I have a language that perhaps has different words for describing me would I see myself in a different light. I think learning a new language is interesting because when you learn a new language, it's almost like a new identity or a new person is being born. So I always thought it was interesting whenever I took a, another language class, you're supposed to pick a, a name in that language. It's almost like a new identity is being born. It's almost like a new person is being born. It's almost like there's a different way of expressing my mind through different ling through a different language. So it's almost like there's a different capacity for a different version of myself to be realized in a different language. One of the things I learned in one of my linguistic classes is that language is so closely tied to culture. And if that's the case, if language and culture are entangled with one another, then when you learn another language, you become entangled into another culture. And so in a sense, you become influenced by the language that you learn. And I feel like that experience of learning another language would be really amazing to see how it shapes me as another person. And, you know, I'd like to talk to some people about their experience of that. Like, how do they feel they change as a person? Do they feel like they understand themselves in a different way? 
because they've learned another language. And maybe I'm exaggerating it a bit. But how do you think about yourself when you learn a different language? Do you have a different toolbox of words to use? Have you broadened your understanding further when you gain another language? Or do you merely just have sort of a transcriptional understanding of that language, sort of taking meaning that you've learned in your base language and 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 um, sort of laterally creating the best equivalent in another language? Or when, I mean, or is that the difference between being fluent in something or not? Like when you're fluent in it, are you, are you using it independently of any understanding of your other language? I mean, is that what fluidity is in another language? Is using it, completely relying on it and not thinking about, you know, sort of, well, what's the word in my original language? I mean, you're just using it like it's second nature. So I don't know. <clears throat> seems like my kids went back to sleep. That's just some stuff I think about because this podcast right now, even, is you listening to me talking, rambling, really. Um, just my thoughts. And I, I don't care that I'm rambling. And I hope you enjoy this. I mean, this is just my own sense of expression. And I try hard not to care about what people think because I don't even... Uh, know if people are listening. I'd rather create an authentic podcast about things that I think about and 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 try to capture that in audio form. Because years down the line, I may look back at this and I may think, you know, I'm really glad I caught those thoughts in that time. Or I might cringe and think, boy, I was so foolish or I didn't know much. I'll tell you right now, I don't have a complete understanding of, of anything. I don't think there's such a thing as a complete understanding of anything. And I'll tell you right now that my ideas and my thoughts are always constantly evolving and being shaped in different ways. So a lot of the thoughts and ideas I have now that I'm expressing to you now, well, they're probably going to change. They're probably going to evolve. They're probably going to become more nuanced as long as I continue to ponder them or research them, or think about them. And my production of this podcast, if it continues, will probably increase in quality, hopefully. And, um, yeah. Anyway, those are my thoughts today during this spare minute. Took me a couple tries to record this episode, but I think, I think this is good enough right here. Uh, if you happen to want to contact me, Right now, at the moment, all I have is an email uh, for the time being. I don't know if I'm going to broaden out to any sort of social media platforms. I've been avoiding social media for over almost a year now. Uh, I, I find it to be personally, it's its personally toxic to me, I find social media. So, so at the moment, all I have right now is an email address if you would like to contact me. That email address is thespareminute at gmail.com. I'll say it one more time. Uh, well, I don't really need to say it one more time. You could rewind, but I'll say it one more time anyway. The spare minute at gmail.com. A link to that email will be in the description. If you have any questions, comments, criticisms, really, seriously, like hit me with anything, um, you can email me at thespareminute at gmail.com. And I hope you've enjoyed this uh, random rambling podcast. I hope maybe it made you think about some things. I mean, 
If you have anything to add to this conversation, please do not hesitate to send me anything. Um, And I will catch you guys in the next episode. All right. Until the next spare minute. I don't know what to say. Bye. <laughs> I'm really got to work on these sign outs because I don't like I don't like signing out. I don't like saying goodbye. Um I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.